Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Aussie footy shorts, footy shorts with pockets. Hear that? Footy shorts with pockets. Get into them, legends. They're the grouse. Footy-shorts.com.au It's origin time. Some say the greatest three games of the year. We're taking a break from the normal schedule for this week only to relive some of the great moments in Queensland, New South Wales history, and we're doing it with the guys that were there on the field because Unfiltered is the only podcast that actually talks with the legends, not about them, every single episode. Four episodes this week featuring some awesome origin moments. Enjoy. 2020 was a weird year, a great year on the field for our guest, Junior Paulo. You played your first game for New South Wales. I want to start with who told you you'd been selected? Yeah, uh, we'd just been beaten by South in a uh, finals. Uh, next morning, f- get the phone call um, on the way to recovery and get the call from Freddie. Um, so the motions were sort of. My head was in the gutter <laughs> that we've just been, you know, eliminated from the final series. And um, sort of, yeah, it was a bit of a, a, a I guess, a Sunday morning pickup for me. <laughs> you know, just getting that phone call. And then, um, yeah, then it starts to get emotional about who do I call first? Um, and the first person I call is my dad. <laughs> yeah. Been one taking me to all my games as a junior, no matter how far I would play, I'd always make the effort um, to travel and try and be at all the games. So, um, yeah, calling him and having my mum there too, just telling them sort of feels like um, an achievement that you've just been working your whole life for. So, yeah, it was definitely an emotional phone call. Were there tears from mum and dad? I bet there were. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my dad's a bit of a hard man, so it's kind of hard to get get a couple of tears out of him. But once once the phone goes quiet, there's a bit of a pause there. You exa- you know you know what's happening. So yeah, yeah, it was yeah. definitely an emotional one. Mate, who was your roomie for the first game? Uh, Payne Haas. He was my roomie for the whole seven weeks we were away because we were in the bubble. Of course, good young kid. Yeah, nah, he definitely is probably uh, one of the biggest human beings of. Um, you know, it's not too, too too often that I feel too small next to people, but definitely uh, standing next to Payne, he, he, he towers over me. What stands out from your debut game in Origin, mate? Anything in particular? Probably just, yeah, standing side by side with the boys when we're seeing the anthem at the start of the game. Um, so first game's in Adelaide. There's all the lockdown um, rules about the travel bubble, so... In my head, I was thinking, oh, I'm not quite sure if my family made it to the game because there was a hiccup, um, you know, with the borders closing and um, uh, Liverpool being a hotspot, they couldn't actually travel. So um, it was all just dependent on um, whether they will actually get to the game. So they travelled on the day of the game um, and they were kind of mixed up at the borders about trying to get in to the game. So I lost contact with them because we were already at the game and, um, I just said, if you guys make it, uh, no, no mean the world to me. And if you don't, then you know, I'll, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't do, I can't do anything else. So, um, yeah, 
standing side by side and looking up into the crowd. I see my son um, and my my parents and my partner. So my two girls weren't actually um, lucky enough to come to the game. Um, so they they stayed back in Sydney. But yeah, uh, just seeing my son um, standing out in the crowd it was yeah definitely yeah it was a bit emotional. I bet it was a, ham- a handful of games for the Blues already. Plenty more to come. Thanks for dropping in, mate. Nah, legend. Thank you. State of Origin 2012, Queensland had won game one, 18 points to 10. New South Wales made two changes. In came Anthony Watmo and also our guest, Timmy Grant, who was on debut. How did you find out you'd been selected as a New South Wales Blue, mate? Yeah, it was it was a funny one. It was sort of um, there was a bit of speculation, and you always get a bit of rumbling before the teams out yeah. in the media and that sort of stuff. Um, and my name was thrown up, but I thought it was a bit um, a bit far fetched to be honest, because I'd only played a couple of games that season. Mm. I had a had an injury at the start. I played one game, and then I was out for about ten weeks. Um, I missed city country uh, and that sort of stuff. But um, you know, I didn't think anything of it, and I come home from recovery. I think we played the day before the announcement, and uh, I actually had a bit of a, a bit of a nap, <laughs> half a nap, and I had a missed call on my phone from Sticky, and um, so I called him back uh, when I woke up, and he couldn't really talk because he was actually going into the team announcement for um, Channel Nine or whoever it was, and um, he just quickly said to me, "He goes, mate, you're in the team and you're starting front row. Um, I'll give you a call back," and that was the end of it. <laughs> Amazing. You were obviously playing at Penrith. Petro Sivanasiva had just left Penrith. He was playing for Queensland in this game. You met on tackle one. Greatest game of all. Episode 95 becomes a reality in front of 84,000 people and millions around Australia and the globe. And Tim Grant with a magnificent opening exclamation to his origin career. I have never seen Petro Sivanasiva put on his backside like that. It was a fair start and a fair welcome to State of Origin for you. Yeah, it was, mate. It was, um, you know, Petro come to the club in 2008 and uh, Penrith have always been known for how um, their quality juniors and the, the type of guys that we had. And our success has always been off the back of local juniors, 91, 2003. And we genuinely thought yeah. that moving forward we could um, – replicate that like the boys are now but um that wasn't to be but we probably needed a, a good mentor we had so many young guys um, michael jennings um joseph paulos um lachlan Koo, wade graham the list goes on and we probably were just needed a really good mentor and then um matty elliott uh genius signed petro and um you know it was, it was amazing at the time it was like um it was like petro wasn't real to us out here um you, you know he come to the community and there was a massive buzz that Petro and his family were living here in Penrith in our community and he was playing for our club as well. So it was a massive buzz. And for me as a young front rower and Sam McKendry as well, um, you know, we were 20 years old and had a taste of first grade and to have someone like that lead the way, it was was amazing. And Petro never really would pull you aside and give you a chat or um, teach anything, but he'd just lead by example. All you had to do was watch him, the way he held himself as a bloke and what he did and the way he trained – I learned so much off Pet, and I think it was fitting for me that he left the club, and I think that was the final lesson was to play State of Origin against yeah. him. Um, everyone will remember that that tackle. I think you know I played fourteen years in the game, and 
people only remember that 14 seconds. But to be honest, I learned so much from Petro throughout that game and the way, you know, I think if you looked over it and it was a boxing scorecard, I think he won the match, to be honest, because <laughs> he got me a few few times. And just the way he represented his state yeah. and what, what footy meant to him, I learned so much. And I guess that was the the final lesson that I learned from him. And, you know, I'll be forever grateful for that. Um, you know, it's, it's so significant. Um, everyone remembers me as... Um, you know, for that one tackle, and that, that goes to show how big Petro Sipanasiba is. I think if it was anyone else, um, you know, that, that got caught off balance, it would be just a nothing. But because of who he was and his stature in the game, um, that's what I'm remembered by. Quality answer, mate. Real sign of respect for, for Petro, but it also shows the type of bloke you are as well. Um, really quickly, did you line him up or do you reckon he lined you up? Which way was it? I don't think it was anything, to be honest. I um, it just you know, happened. I, I just yeah, it just happened. Dave Taylor and uh, Nate Miles were in the tackle as well, yep. so there's a fair bit of weight behind oh, it. Oh uh, yeah, but um, I just remember as kids, um, you know, at home, I'd sit there with my mum and dad and my brother, and you know, at, like we just loved Origin, loved yeah. New South Wales, and just footy. And we, me and my brother, would always just hang around the TV for the fights and the and the kickoff. That's just what yep. we loved, you know, because. Um, me and my brother didn't have too much skill playing footy, so we just <laughs> like like the rough stuff. But we'd always talk about it like, if you got that moment, what would you do? And I just said, I'd just grab the ball and run as hard as I could and send it, just send it into it. And either way, you're going to get respect. Like, yeah. no one's ever going to bag you for getting knocked out the first carry if you run hard. So that's all I had in my mind. And luckily enough, I caught him off balance and, you know, I actually lost the tackle, got put on my back. So <laughs> Apart from that tackle... What do you remember or recall most fondly of your origin experiences? Um, probably um, walking into camp. Um, it was I was with Luke Lewis and Michael Jennings. We we come in from Penrith, um, and Louis gave us a lift in because he, he was like our big brother. And I just got into camp, and I couldn't believe those guys like Glenn Stewart, Brett Stewart, Paul Gallen, all these guys that you know come origin time. I, I, they, I, I was a fan, like yeah. I used to. Just hope they would they'd win the game, and you know it was like my team. That that was my team. As as you know, you see all these guys playing state of origin. I was just walked in, and you know all these guys like Trent Barrett was in on the coaching staff, and Ricky Stewart. I was just blown away. It was like going into first grade again. It was sort of um, it brings you back to when you first uh, go full time playing footy. It was, it was pretty amazing, and I think it was the last of the camps at Coogee. So um, you know the the traditional bonding session and that sort of stuff. It was. It was Pretty amazing, to be honest. New South Wales won game two, 16-12, so it was off to a decider. Before we get to the game itself, game three, Brisbane, Suncorp Stadium, full of maroon. What was it like just running out as the enemy? Yeah, it was was different. It was very loud. Um, I think we had like nearly 80,000 in in Sydney, and Mm. that was an amazing experience. Like It was like an earthquake, but... You go up there and there's 40,000. It sounds like 180,000. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm the first one to say I hate Queensland. Yeah. <laughs> like everything that – I look at the jersey and it just looks filthy. Like a, that's just the way we brought up. We'll that's brought right. Up. And I think that's what makes Origin – that's what makes Origin beautiful. Like it's a, it's an amazing thing. And, you know, like I, I, I've got so many good mates that are from Queensland and that, but we hate them. They hate us. Yeah. And, it was it was like enemy enemy territory. It was, but to say I played Origin on Sun Suncorp Stadium was um, something I'd never forget. And unfortunately, Cooper Cronk, um, 
the brilliant play who was, he sunk, sunk us from about 45 out with a field goal. So <laughs> Yeah, it was 20 um, all, you know. five minutes to go, and bloody Cooper Cronk delivered that knockout punch with a field goal. Unbelievable. But, um, you know, it, it's I would have loved to have won an Origin Series, but mm. I also – Super humbled that, one, I got to play for my state and represent uh, my state and also my family. But um, but also, um, you know, play against that amazing Queensland side. Like, that's a one in, one in a million. Yeah. That's a generational thing. And I've asked this question to a couple of guys, Timmy. You've seen enough footy. Is that Queensland side in and around that era quite possibly the best football side we've seen? Yeah, um, you know, I, I speak to guys that are a bit older and they speak about, you know, way back when, the, yeah. the St. George um, era and then, you know, the Parramatta through the 80s, that sort of era. Um, you know, I was coached by Brett Kenny and mm. he had a bit of an aura around him about how amazing that was. And then you talk club footy and Melbourne Storm have been amazing. And then, but for me and what I know about rugby league, there, there's been none, none better in one side. Um, when you talk like a mortal status and that, where would you get possible three guys? Yep. Um, you know, Greggy, um, you know, Cooper Cronk, Cameron Smith, even Billy Slater. Like, where, where do you stop? Yeah. Um, you know, and then guys that probably don't get the recognition but were amazing. Like, you put um, Nate yeah. into a into a maroon jersey and. You just go again. I'd say you'd grow another head because he used to use it going into tackles. He was that crazy. Yeah. But, um, mate, just right across the field. And then Petro, like I don't think there was any anyone better to wear an origin jersey than Petro. And I didn't get to see um, Arthur Beetson play. And um, he's spoken about it very fondly in, in our circles. But um, I'm sure that he, um, God bless him, if he was still alive, he'd speak um, highly of Petro as well in the, in the same calibre. Um, it's just ridiculous. Where do you stop? And you know, you're retired now. What do your classes, your career highlight? Would it have been representing your state? Yeah, I think I think so. I think representing my state, uh, even though it's a it's a personal accolade, I feel like for me that was. I, I like the idea of that because it's everyone watches it throughout. Yeah. It's sort of. You know, they talk about the Melbourne Cup, the race that stops the nation. I think our game's got that, even if you're not. You don't love the game. I agree. And for me, it was about everyone. Yeah, for me, it, was, it wasn't really about me. It was for everyone that sort of helped me along the way um, from, you know, under sixes or school or anything right through to that moment is to sit there and say that they knew me or they were proud of me or something like that. Like it was, it was more of a something to give back. But um, I think the, my proudest moment is um, having a first grade number at Penrith um, that's yep. something that means a lot to me because I'm very proud of uh, where I'm from and my community. And um, you know, to say that I played um, for my local local town and have a, a player number like um, the I think we're nearly up to 600. Mm. Uh, the 600 other blokes is is something that I'll um, cherish forever. Two origins on the resume, a wonderful career. Thanks for dropping in, Timmy Grant. Chat again soon. Hey legends, we're getting close to 500 episodes. 500 episodes of Rugby League Gold that you can't or won't find anywhere else. The best thing about Unfiltered, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. You can listen to any episode at any time 
it'll make sense. Time to download the entire Library of Legends. I can guarantee our guest will never, ever forget this date. Wednesday, the 14th of July, 2021. It was his State of Origin debut, Thomas Flegler. I reckon for a young fella from Tully, this is dream come true stuff. Am I right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It was um, it was all lucky how it turned out, actually. Um, so I got selected in the squad and then a few things happened during the camp and then I only got t- told about three days out that I was playing. So I was obviously very excited and, um, yeah, it was a great experience. Who told you and then who did you tell and, and ring first? Um, Greeny told me it when we were training one day at the grounds and then, um, yeah, I rang my parents straight away after training and, and let them know the plan. And right on cue, my phone rings. How good's that? Um, was there tears, family tears or, or you tears? Not really an emotional family as, <laughs> as such for that. No, it was just more the excitement. Everyone was pretty happy, so, yeah. What stands out from the game, mate, or, or the night, the experience? Um. Well, we end up getting the win, which is pretty good. Yep. But um, I guess you're that nervous leading up to it. By the time you've got on the field and you and you've come off, you kind of goes that quick. You can't really remember it as much. It's sort of over in the blink of an eyelid. But yeah, it was just awesome to be out there and actually be playing. It was a cracking game of footy too, wasn't it? I mean, it was an absolute belter. Yeah, it was. It was a good game. It was. It got moved to Sea Bus, which was good. It was in. In Queensland, even though there was more New South Wales supporters at the game. But, um, yeah, no, it was great fun. Out of curiosity, who were your origin heroes growing up? Um, oh, I guess when Queensland went through that winning phase where they won eight eight in a row or, or whatever it was, something like that, um, their forward pack as a whole was definitely one of the best in the comp. So uh, Corey Parker and Sam Thidane blocks of that, they were all, all up there, yeah. Does Corey still tell you how good he was? Yeah, always. Yeah, bingo. <laughs> he hasn't changed. No doubt there'll be plenty more Maroon jerseys for you in the future, mate. Really appreciate the insight. Looking back on your debut, appreciate it. No worries. Thank you. Aussie footy shorts. Footy shorts with pockets. Hear that? Footy shorts with pockets. Get into them, legends. They're the grouse. Footy-shorts.com.au. In 1994, with only 20-something games to his name, a baby-faced Adrian Vowles made his State of Origin debut for Queensland. It was game two of the series at the MCG. And, mate, you started from the bench. Now, before we get to the game, how did you get told that you were selected and realising a dream by playing in Maroon? Well, Donny Ferner gave me a heads-up on the on the Friday night. So they picked the team, but he said, look, there's, there's an injury concern at Steve Renouf, and there's a chance that you might get a start. So I didn't sleep very well that night. Then Ross Livermore uh, rang me from the QRL and in the mo- early in the morning, Saturday, and said, mate, you're on standby for Steve Renouf. I'll ring you in about half an hour. He's doing a fitness test, and I'm going, oh, you know, like I'm death riding. Yeah. Ste- good good fella, but de- I was death riding. Please fail, please fail. And um, and then he, he, Ross rang me up 20 minutes later and was like, you're in, mate. And I was just, oh. It was honestly the best feeling. And then, then to ring mum and dad and tell them was was even better, you know, because they were just so over the moon. 
What was the reaction? What was the emotion like that, ringing your parents and saying, hey, your baby boy's about to play for Queensland? Yeah, it gives me goosebumps now. You just said, mate, like, to, to know how much they put in, because when you live in the country, you've, you've got to drive so, such long distances yeah. that they were, they were always the taxi. And we didn't, we didn't have a, a lot of money in that. So it was, you know, they did so much for me. So just to know that pride and, you know, and, and now to, and, and to see the same thing now with Kurt Capel's mum and dad, Lynn and Daryl, like they yeah. would have been going through the same thing, you know, and such a, such a, it was a, a long journey to get there, but it, it was so worthwhile. And then, yeah, to hear mum and dad's voice, yeah. unbelievable. Mate, what were your first impressions walking into Queensland camp? Oh, I was crapping myself. I really was because, <laughs> you know, you got all, you got Alfie, you know, Mal, Wally, Choppy, all these, Gary Lask, Kevy Wallers, Alfie Langer, like all these legends, and I'm just going, holy hell. I was so nervous. And then when I got my gear, I was in front of the mirror putting it on, you know, like just pinching myself, make sure it's I wasn't dreaming. And, yeah, it was just. Yeah, you know, it was so funny. I just never, I've never laughed so much in my life with Alfie and Kevy and and then Wally driving the bus. You know, handbraking around the corner and all the, all the hijinks you got up to. But it was yeah, just amazing. Are they intimidating surroundings, or are you just too excited to be intimidated? Oh, I was too excited. I think. Yeah. Uh, I'm. 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 Normally would have been very. I was nervous, but I would have been really terrified. But I. I was just that excited, and then. And once you get on the training field, because I'd come in late as well, so once you got on the training field, it felt a heap better. The week for a debutante, good, bad, easy, hard, excited, nervous, a little of all, which was it? Oh, just excited. I was excited. Everything we did, I was excited. You know, um, the first training session, just to get your hands on the ball, to have have these legends pass you the ball. Yeah. You know, Wally barking instructions, Big Mal, the most probably intimidating you know, and I used to mark Mal, you know, and he's an absolute giant. And I was only little, and but to have him in the same team and yeah, just blokes that you idolise, Trevor Gilmus, you know, all these blokes that you idolised um, as a kid, particularly the older ones, but then even the ones that you play, you played against. Mick Hancock was awesome, you know, blokes yeah. like that were just, yeah, and Gary Larson, they couldn't have been better. Alfie and Kevy. What a duo on the field. What a duo off the field. I mean, they were off the charts. Uh, but they also have a really amazing ability to make anyone feel very comfortable and welcome. Yeah, both of them are great. You know, and Alf in particular, he just he, he didn't talk down to me. He just talked to me like a like you know, I've been there a million years. Yep. And, and that, that, that made it heaps better. And and then, like I said, he's funny. Like he'd sit at the back of the bus and and say to Wally, "I bet you bet you twenty cents, Wally, you won't handbrake it around the corner." <laughs> Next minute, the Queensland bus is only twenty four seater, but it's handbraking, <laughs> skidding around the corner. So you imagine that happening in today's world. Oh my god! Oh, everyone would be in trouble because that was <laughs> that was the king's go to. He was the bus driver for a decade, and he would literally commandeer the bus, and and it was his. It was, and then I learned early to stay on seated on the bus until he until he got out of the bus. Even if he turned it off, you sit, you stay seated because then he, people would stand up. He'd just turn it back on and take off, and people would fall over. And but and rumor has it, well, it wasn't rumor. It's fact. I think Peter Jackson went through the through the windscreen back in the day as well. Yes, he certainly did, Jacko, mate. Um, the MCG of all places to make your debut. What was your first look at the great ground? 
first look was when the bus drove under it, and all yeah. I could think was, "My God, a bus drives under a stadium." Yes. <laughs> so that was that country boy uh, naivety. I think I just went, "Holy hell!" And then we went, walked out there, and you could just feel uh, the history of of that ground. You know, yeah. just you know, I watched the beers and cricket and AFL, and oh gosh, I didn't realize how big it was. It was just massive. What are your recollections of the game? Yeah, well, I. I didn't get on to ride in the air, but I just all I wanted to do was do something. I remember, I remember, I, I could hit quite hard for a little fella, but yeah. I I put everything everything into hitting Bradley Clyde, and it hurt me. Like I've just gone, oh my god, he, he's grown, you know, bloody stronger and stronger in this Origin game because I hit him with everything, and I don't even think I even dented him. And going, gosh, but that's how I knew it was. It was just an extra extra intensity, and yeah, just. Yeah, it, was, it went so quickly, but it was awesome. Off topic a little bit, um, Bradley Clyde, for me, maybe the most underrated player that I've seen play the game. You played a lot of centre, but you also played a lot of lock forward. Bradley Clyde was the complete package, wasn't he? Oh, he was amazing. And you're right, he doesn't – when they talk about – you know, players, he doesn't get a mention, but but he, he changed the game, I yes. believe, in, in that position. And big, strong, fast, fit, and and a, that's a good fella. 87,000 people. For a boy from Charleville, that in itself is awesome. Oh, it was unbelievable to get to run, to run on there and then see all these people. I think just before the game, a, a streaker came out and – so that got the crowd going even more. I think she nearly ran over Kevy actually. And but before the game, um, Alfie's in the toilet vomiting, and I'm going to myself, "Holy shit! Is it this bad that even Alfie's that scared?" Yeah. And then uh, someone I don't know who it was next to me said, "No, it's all right. He, he does that before every game." So I was like, "Oh, no. thank goodness!" Because oh yeah, once I once I heard him vomiting, I thought this is bad. But it was just awesome. Someone else told us that story recently. I think it actually might have been Gordon Tallison. He said, if the best player in the team is this nervous, what am I sitting here for so calm? But as you said, it it was Alfie every single game, a a quick up and under. Queensland lost the game 14-0. New South Wales would take the series 2-1, but 1994, a year of plenty of memories for our guest Adrian Bowles. I hope you enjoyed this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered, our Origin Week specials. We're back to the regular schedule next week with the Legends Series, the Rugby League Superpod and Dream Team all returning. Make sure you come back soon. Legends. Legends.